0: Heyo, welcome to our podcast from OK to KO, following our journey from an OK life to a knockout life.
1: Every Sunday after breakfast, we'll be sitting down and having a chat and publishing it as a podcast, and we hope you enjoy. Hi, Kira.
0: Hi. How are you doing? I'm really good. How are you? Yeah, I'm Good. Well,
1: it's not Sunday. No, it's not Sunday. It's uh, Friday. Friday (laughs) evening. We've been off the mark massively. And I imagine we're going to be off the mark again on Sunday because we're going away again. Um, And actually, this is one of the things that um, may be a good idea to talk about. But like socialising is hard.
0: Socialising definitely stops our consistency. Yeah,
1: socialising is really hard. Honestly,
0: this Sunday we could have done it and we both just forgot because we were just having fun with people we love.
1: We were in Brighton, yeah. Yeah.
0: And so and then it came to the week and we were like, ooh.
1: But so if we're forgetting this, then is there are there other things we're forgetting?
0: Yeah, probably everything.
1: I think if you saw a graph like with my the amount of exercise I'm doing and the amount of socializing I'm doing, it's very related. In terms of the amount, the more socialising I do, the least exercise I do. But
0: why is that? I don't know. Is that because you have a drink? And then that kind of gets in the way of motivation the next day? Could be.
1: Yeah. I think my work schedule at the moment is completely all over the place as well, to be honest. Mm. Like, yeah. That's the next thing on the agenda. Find a salesperson. If anyone listening to this... Is a freelance salesperson or knows a salesperson please reach out to me because i desperately need a salesperson
0: how do they reach out to you on insta which is
1: at oliver duffy lee there we
0: go so i feel like this little podcast right now is in danger of just being a really wafty conversation
1: yeah sorry. so i
0: feel like we should have something that we talk about basically Um, we're in the middle of sales calls. Yeah. So we're trying to fit it into our schedules. Our schedules don't always fit with each other. Um, And we don't know how long we've got to chat (laughs) because it depends if our calls show up or not, which is kind of interesting actually being like, let's just do it right now. Mm. Um, Maybe we should talk about that then, the kind of uncertainty of knowing whether someone's going to turn up yet still trying to structure your day.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons why I need a salesperson. Not, by the way, if you are thinking of applying, it's a really good job. Um, but no, that's one of the, the hardest things is your calendar gets full with lots and lots of things. And then if you're running ads, which we both are. Oh,
0: update. The ads are now working. Oh, Woo! yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: Kira's ads are working really well. So if you're running ads, um, which we both are, then a good... A really good show rate from ads, like really good, is eighty percent plus, like really amazing. Fifty percent plus is decent, isn't it? Wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, we get we probably get about fifty percent show up on the first call, and then when they go through to the second call, it's like eighty percent or ninety percent. So that's pretty good. But we go through so much effort to get them on the first call. We send them. I think this five emails before um we send them loads of training yeah before we um have someone our marketing manager calls them up individually telling them to come on come on the call um and still we just about get 50 percent yeah i mean it's crazy
0: yeah my mine is very much less than that right now it's very interesting because it's really this bottleneck approach right
1: Mm. of like you
0: fix one thing and you're a little bit further on until you have the next like issue you have to resolve which is the next bottleneck yeah that's a phrase you've heard as well right
1: yeah you're basically just pushing the bottleneck up the up the funnel
0: <laughs> so at the minute from our last podcast we've now resolved for me um, getting the calls being booked from the yeah. ads which has been a huge difference like since we last spoke I have 72 calls booked <laughs> um but the sharp rate is really low Mm. so that's the next thing I need to resolve obviously it's not been that long so I don't want to kind of jump ahead too much but Mm -hmm. I think probably it's safe to say by now I I could be making some changes because exactly like you said my calendar's pretty full yeah um and um it's not ideal I mean obviously there's other things I can do but um
1: The funny thing is, Mm. I think, I think show up rate, you can tell if anyone's ever run ads before in their business because they'll know about show up rate because show up rate is one of the things that is so, is so, such a big thing in our business that before we started running a business, it's one of those things I had no clue about. Like the thought of someone not showing up for a meeting was just like, what do you mean then didn't show up? Like, but what? it's different
0: because you haven't got a relationship with someone. This yeah. is the thing. So with, when you have organic reach, the shop rate's much higher because people trust you and they believe you're a real person. Whereas yeah. if someone's just seen an ad, obviously there's no relationship really there. It's yeah. fair enough. You know, You don't. they don't picture you sitting at your computer waiting for them because it's like, oh, it's just some commercial I saw somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's why you've got all that content afterwards yeah. to build up like... That relationship, that rapport, Mm -hmm. the trust, um, the knowledge that's going to come through. And this is also quite a timely time to be Mm. talking about this because Calendly emailed us both yesterday
1: Mm.
0: saying that they are adding new features, which I haven't looked into yet, um, where you can double confirm.
1: Yeah, you get people to reconfirm. They're so coming.
0: they're obviously working to help show up rates as well.
1: So Calendly, the software that we use to book meetings into our calendars and stuff. Yeah. So if they, they've created a feature where you, someone books a meeting with you, this is the funny thing. These are people who, these are not people who we've just like gone and pushed. To, they've actively booked meetings with us. So then Calendly's released a feature, which is like they need to then reconfirm. Otherwise, the, can, the meeting's probably cancelled or something like that. Well, that indicates if the market, if the Calendly software services is, is introducing that, obviously the market is saying we need this thing. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think they've also got something where they log your no shows as well, so you can track. Right. As well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's very, it's a very common
1: problem. Yeah, and and, and everyone talks about it, right? Like <laughs> anyone that's ever run ads, you can have a an hour long conversation about no shows. Yeah. Because, it's really frustrating. And oh, like,
0: bet after all of this, my person's going to show up and I'll be like, oh, I've got to
1: go. <laughs> the, problem, the problem is, um, like you say, you've got, say you've got five sales meetings in a day. There's two problems with that. One is, depending on how long your sales meeting is, that could be like two and a half hours or five hours blocked out your calendar. You can't take any more bookings in that time. That's the first thing.
0: That's the really silly oversight I had. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to... Um, you know, book up time, and then I realize this is also eating up into my time where I can have acting lessons.
1: Yeah, on my exactly. Calendar, Your current times and stuff.
0: So silly, but I'm, I'm changing the settings now. Change the settings now.
1: Yeah. So then the second thing is, yeah, um, you want to be. You, if someone turns up for a sales meeting, you want to be on point. Like you want to be on form. So you want to rev up for that.
0: Well, that's and, the thing. It's hard to be, isn't it, when you're not really sure whether they're going to show or not yeah. because then you're like, you, you have to continue your other workflow and you have Zoom on in case they're there, but you're not always yeah. prepping yourself before because you're
1: you, a lot you're of the time you trying work. Yeah, or you do, and then you've stopped doing all your other work. Exactly. So it's a lose-lose situation. Unless they do turn up, and then you haven't, you've probably decided to carry on with your work and you're not in good... In
0: that time, you're like, yeah.
1: yeah. It's hard. So, yeah, that's the struggle right now. But, I mean things the good thing about the ads is, rate is
0: quite not so bad though.
1: the good thing about ads though is that if you have a sales team who have to handle that sharps things yourself themselves then you can get enough volume in in terms of bookings it's just that you as the strategist the ceo the md of the company shouldn't be handling the no-shows because it's just killing the creativity and the strategic thinking of the company.
0: Obviously, yeah, That's a kind of position we want to get to. Yeah. But we're not having to do that. But um, I think for myself, you obviously have a higher show rate. But I think for, for me, I'm going to have to play around with audience a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the things we realised, which was so interesting, was the reason my Facebook ad campaign wasn't working was because I'd done it as a wrong type of campaign. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how those little details completely changed the outcome.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, the changing the campaign um, completely changed how many people were... I was getting lots of page clicks before, but no one, was, no one booked in anything, no one booked. did they? Not yeah. a single person. It's true. And then we changed some of the things that we're looking for in the campaign. I think it was at campaign level, from traffic to conversions. And then suddenly loads of booking. So again, I'm going to have to make a tweak to now find the people who... Booking something and turn up to that
1: thing. It was traffic and conversions, and that particular conversion event, which is clicking on that schedule now button.
0: Yeah, I added that to track that.
1: Yeah, but that's what. Tra- oh, that's we did a conversion it. event.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. That's what changed it, but yeah, that's this is why pixel data is so important because your pixel now is tracking everyone that gets through to that page, which confirms their booking.
0: Yeah. Except I think, um, I don't know how well mine's tracking because it says, Mm. um, if because of the iOS 4 update... 14. 14. (laughs) I know what I'm talking about. Um, That people have opted out of that, it won't track that because my numbers aren't quite the same on my account Mm -hmm. as to the amount of bookings I've actually got in. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it is tracking all of those. But the good thing is right now I'm getting um people booking
1: yeah but there's also other things you can do in terms of um custom audiences so everyone that's ever booked a meeting with you has um has an email which you have you can use that email that email list uh to create a custom audience in facebook you can target people like that and then you can create a lookalike audience of that email list audience
0: Mm. that's crazy
1: yeah so that's people that are actually booking meetings that's probably a really good thing to do actually I would say. Um, but yeah, lots of games.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. So where are you at with it? What do you mean? You're trying to get the salesperson in.
1: So we have, yeah, we have basically, at the start in January, I was doing the lead generation. I was doing the uh, first calls, the qualification calls. I was doing the uh, sales calls and I was doing the onboarding and everything and the coaching. So we have outsourced, uh, Radu's taking care of lead generation through ads, so that's good. Then uh, Abby came in and he's doing the triage calls. So I've moved myself out of those two areas. Now I'm desperately trying to move myself out of the, um. and actually I've moved myself out of a lot of the onboarding because Naomi's come in as the head of man- membership. So now once I move myself out of the sales call, and look, I will find a salesperson for sure. Um. It's just how good they're going to be. Then basically that whole process is, um, is going to be effectively automated or outsourced. Because what we want to do, Radu and I, we see that a lot of our revenue in the future is going to come from new products that we launch. Smaller products that people mm. can consume without us coaching them. Because coaching people one-on-one and big groups of people is very time-consuming very labour intensive and uh, there's a
0: finite amount of time every, in a week
1: exactly so we um yeah we want to get uh, lots and lots of products out but it's we're pr- we're trying to get one out at the moment and it's basically breaking our back because we're trying to fit it in like around everything else mm. you know so yeah that's the idea long term we also think another way we're going to do this is um We're going to sidestep the whole first call and second call by hosting webinars and getting people to sign up live on the webinar. Live to the membership straight on the webinar, no sales Mm -hmm. call.
0: Oh yeah, we haven't uh, gone down the uh, webinar route.
1: Yeah, and you know, when you're a trainer.
0: I've definitely bought things through webinars.
1: For sure, so have I. Like when you're a trainer, you may as well use that advantage, use that to your advantage, right? You're going to be good on a webinar. You're going to be good at coaching. Oh,
0: gosh, I think you'd be so good on a webinar.
1: So that's our, that's our other little plan.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting being on this journey because you kind of find one thing that works and then all you do is kind of like constantly tweak that and then it's like you're digging and searching around for another avenue as well. It doesn't, it's just so mad because initially, you know, that thing of passive income and you're thinking yeah. of that and you're just busy. Mm. But in a really fun way, it's kind of, sometimes it feels you're like you're stuck. I definitely, last week, I felt like I was so stuck, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also kind of like exciting trying yeah. to figure out how to open up a new avenue. Uh, I'm definitely interested. And in when you were talking about um, having a product yeah. which is just people can buy because I think the way that I... I think I've got some things that I could do that with too. And I think part of this journey is figuring out how to, you know, how to place your products, what's the best way for people to reach them and, like, um, to bundle things or to have things separately. And yeah. we're still trying to figure all of that out. Well, I am,
1: yeah. anyway. Yeah. No, completely. Interesting, talking about passive income... Um I can't think of any way to get passive income without working ridiculously hard first.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like
1: maybe you could maybe you could like you can get passive income through rents and then you have to work really hard to buy a few houses and rent them out. That's gonna be really hard. Maybe through crypto or trading you'd probably have to learn how to be a great trader first. Or yeah. you have to have lots of money first. Like
0: Does passive income what does that mean then
1: i'm sure it, it exists but you're gonna i don't think it could last for a year year tops probably because even if you have one product and you just sell the hell out of it it's only so big your market can be why and also stuff gets outdated
0: stuff does get outdated yeah, that's true
1: like we're we're looking at like maybe three or four product launches a, a year
0: interesting maybe more I think I needed to hear that that's the, the outdated thing is such a good point we also kind of grow don't we in our abilities to well one in, in the areas that we're coaching on and also in our areas of like knowledge of how to make things look better how to make things more user-friendly that's growing yeah as we're doing so that yeah there's ways that we can improve products as we go yeah. on um, but I fully agree with that. I think in order to have a passive income, at some point you're going to have had to have worked hard to get the knowledge in order to know how to pull that off. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Like, it's not just it's like... going to be easy. No, there's a lot of trial and error. The way that we're trying to do things, which isn't, I wouldn't call it any of it, passive income. I mean, <laughs> we're actively coaching anyway. Yeah,
1: it's very not passive
0: And then the marketing side is also just not passive <laughs> mm. at all um but that's really cool because it's constant learning isn't it
1: for sure yeah absolutely well you nearly have a call
0: yeah, well i don't know if they're going to show so i was just going to see how it goes
1: yeah but i could do with uh, this other half an hour before my call to uh you know get some stuff done <laughs> this is literally just we're literally just sat in the corridor. <laughs>
0: I don't know the if we can post we this, could, this is just us having a chat. The
1: only time we could find. Um, but yeah, we'll do a proper one. We've got to do a proper one. Oh, well, the week after next, um, we'll be in London. More socialising. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Have they turned up? No. Not yet. Well, thanks for listening to our ramblings, guys. Have a great week. See you you soon.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in, guys.
1: Have a great week.